Welcome to Words of Aloha with Pastor Izzy Manzo of Amazing Grace Ministries International. We're headquartered in Kailua Kona on the Big Island of Hawaii. Join us now as we get into God's Word. This is Reverend Barnett, Captain. Come on up, and uh, he just want to share. Let give him a few minutes to share about what's going on in his neck of the woods. Yeah, share with us, brother. Well, Pastor, thank you so much, and uh, I don't have much to share except to say, this is my story. <laughs> this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Thank you so much. I think next time I'll be able... Uh, to sing if I get a mark like of our pastor here. <laughs> <laughs> you need a real glass. Because uh, it's, it's, really, it's a real blessing because I see him, you know, singing and playing. Well, my name's Reverend Barnett Captain. I come from Kenya, Africa, East Africa. I am married to a wife called Margaret, and we have got uh, five children, four boys and one girl. Uh, the last three born is Esther. She's a girl completing her uh, her college. She's doing tour ticketing and traveling. And uh, I bless the Lord because of that. Mm. I came to the U.S. to a, U, uh, to, to, to a Christian conference in Florida. Uh, Elias with Maurice Settle World Evangelism. And uh, when I came, there's a person that we also met sometimes ago. It's my host called Richard Eckley and the wife, uh, Daniele. Uh, so they are the ones that uh, I came to see. I came last Tuesday. They stay at Captain Cook. They say they are, they are going to another island, but I said I wanted to be a place where I can worship God on a Sunday. And thank God they brought me here. <laughs> and I've got the wonderful God's people. And I say, God bless you. I want to thank you so much. I'm a pastor of a church. It's called Ukombozi Fire Baptist Church. It's a Baptist church, but then God told us to put some fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fire of the Holy Ghost. So I want to thank God because of that grace. He found me a sinner and saved me in 1988. And since that day, as we have sung, that amazing grace uh, came so much on me. And uh, so I said it throughout the world, wherever I'll go, I'll preach the gospel. One thing that uh, the Lord has led in our lives is to find the people that are homeless, people mm -hmm. that are on the streets. So what we do is that in the morning we have rented a building where we, uh, we, we just uh, cook tea and um, bread and have prayer and worship, one or two or three songs. Then we pray over them and uh, give them bread and tea. Uh, every day, Monday to Friday, and we have seen the Lord transforming lives through that. I was Beautiful sharing with the, I was <laughs> sharing with the one of you here, and I said, 
There's something I've learned that I pray that you enable us when I go back, we may do the same. We are never outside. We're always in the building. But I've said outside is better. <laughs> <laughs> so I pray that we'll be able to get equipments like this that we can uh, uh, gather more. And we have seen God transforming them, taking parking boys, boys that are, you know, lost in glue and drugs, and they have come to love Jesus, some of them, are now serving in the church and uh, witnessing Lord. about the goodness of the Lord. So I want you to pray for us. We neighbor a country that um, Kenya has, uh, if you have been reading news in the CNN, we have been under attack. The church has been under attack by radical terrorists. Uh, last, last time they killed 147 students in a, high, in a, in a college. They just came at 5 a.m. and surrounded the college, and they started asking, are you a Christian or another denomination? If you're a Christian, you are shot. So they killed one for seven students last year. Uh. But uh, I want to thank God. I was also praying that I come to this island. Your president originates from our home. And uh, understand he was brought up in Hawaii. So I wanted to step here and uh, get that anointing so that uh, uh, that same authority may be taken throughout the whole world in the name of Jesus, preaching the gospel. So pray for us the problem of terrorism that uh, these people may come to know the Lord because when they know the Lord, that's what they'll be able uh, to, uh, to, to tell others. I always say, pastor and all of you, the church here, what you are doing is that you are sharing the master's joy. Because in Romans 14, it says that the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. And we can only be able to share with the others what the Lord has deposited in us. And I thank God that uh, I, I know next time I'm inviting all of you to Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> I'm inviting all of you to Kenya. So, Thank you, Pastor, for giving you, me brother. this opportunity. Appreciate Thank you so much. May the Lord God bless you. I'll be with you here. We'll be sharing. And I've made friends. All of you are my friends now. <laughs> and when I go back to Kenya, what do I tell my, uh, my family and the church? Let me see you wave your hands yes, so I know that I'm taking those greetings. Yes, yes I take them. You I take, take them. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you too, Barnett. Wonderful. Let's pray for Barnett and for the ones that are being persecuted. I've, yes. My spirit has been stirred this week that some reports of people being beheaded yes. for their faith right now. And those are our fellow brothers and yes. sisters in Christ. So, we, you know, Jesus said, my father's house is a house of prayer yes. for all nations. So we, let's, let's start off our time in the word with some devout prayer before the Lord. Father in heaven, yes. we thank you. We just come before you. We ask that by the anointing that your spirit gives to us, Lord, that we would be used to intercede even now for our brothers and sisters that are being persecuted, that are, that are even some facing death this very day. Lord, where they are, they're facing beheading or being shot like, like the students were there that Brother Barnett shared about. We just pray that your Holy Ghost brings great comfort as you take home some of these as martyrs Lord, we, we read in Revelation that those that have been, that, that have given their life for your sake, Lord, those will be ones that will sit underneath in a very special place, under the altar, up front row in heaven. They will have seating, Lord, and they cry out, when will you avenge? When will you make it right, Lord? And, 
And we know there will be a day when you will judge. We just pray you give us grace and, 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 and strength until that day comes. That your word would empower us. That you would anoint us, Lord. That you would give us all that we need this day. Yes. Give our fellow believers what they need. Yes. We pray a, 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 great, a great outpouring of your Holy Ghost in these islands. To every fellowship today as they gather in your name that your word would go forth and that people's hearts would be changed and lives would be touched. And we ask that by the anointing of your spirit, every backslider hiding in the hills <laughs> round about our islands, that they would be called out of their backsliding like the prophet did in the Old Testament declare, come back out of your backsliding, come back to the Lord. Call them out, Lord, that they would come back and find the places of fellowship that you desire them to be in. Plug them back into fellowship. Be with us now in our time. In Jesus' name we ask. Everyone that agrees said? Amen. Amen. Well, guys, if you would turn in your gospel to the Mark, gospel of Mark chapter 14, we're going to continue this beautiful passage of Scripture. And last week, I know I set a new record of only doing one verse. Um, my wife says the radio program should be called Inching Through the Word instead of instead of uh, words of aloha, or uh, on the radio now, the brothers have taken our, I, I want to really um, give a nod to the brothers that work so hard to make uh, our, our Sunday morning sermon here that gets recorded. They edit it, they take out the noise of the planes flying by and the different things that visit us on the beach, and, and, they, um, and they actually uh, put it on the radio. And I got an email this week from Steve Hunter saying that they put us on the radio now twice on Sundays instead of once. Um, on Calvary has a big, a big uh, full-powered, um, how do I call it, like a string of stations? I don't know what to call it. A network, a network, yeah. They have a, in, thank you, a, a, an entire, um, these full-power stations up and down the West Coast. And uh, it, it's, it was originally started as with CSN, and then it broke into two big two big things and so they have ktrm it's on your on your bulletin and they put me on in the morning before the drive time before chuck smith and in the evening uh i think right after him or what vice versa you can you know what you can look on the thing they actually have the little schedule but um if you have friends on the mainland and you've been telling them hey you gotta you know i want you to hear this we just heard this message well it'll air in a couple weeks time on the radio over it. it takes them a little while to get it worked out but we got this week we have a huge praise report we got the links to all work between our websites and the and the places where they're all posted it works in itunes now so if they have you know the, all these smartphones you just hit itunes and say upload the podcast then you can tell it to save it till you're done listening or save the last two or three however many you want to save on your device and it does that all for free I, one thing I don't ever believe in is we should charge for the gospel. The gospel is free. And so there's no mention of, oh, give us your money or anything. If people want to support the work of the Lord, we, we, we're very grateful for this body here. I mean, we have low overhead, as you can see, from our tents and uh, the, our rubber-made chairs. But that lets us be able to reach a lot of people. And for that, we're grateful. We're grateful for the works we get to do with the orphanages, with Mary in Thailand. Just spoke to her last night, and she has to leave the country to renew her visa. And it's not a for certain that she's going to be able to get back in. It's getting really strange over there. They're trying to kick the Christians out of Thailand right now. And, um, 
Guys, when I say there's a persecution against Christianity, some um, some of Western Christianity doesn't really perceive this goes on. We live in a, a very, uh, how do I say, like a bubble almost. We're, we're what, what what was the word? A shelter. Yeah, we're so sheltered from some of the persecutions that our brothers and sisters are facing that we're not aware. And um, Mary, the, the, the school has been running that she's been teaching at for many, many years, operating inside Thailand. And a lot, it was started as a school for the children of the missionaries. But it gave such good education that, of course, some of the people wanted to send their children to that American missionary school, you know, that because they got a greater education and, and it, they saw the kids that came out of that had a, a, a step up, you know, in life. They, 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 were, they were a few steps ahead of the, of the ones that didn't gain that education. And so it became very popular. But now the Thai government's like, we, we don't really like that you Christians are, have the best school. So we're only going to allow you to have three administrative visas and no teaching visas. We don't want your teachers, those Christians that you're bringing in to teach, to be the teachers anymore. And so talk about a way to shut the school down. I mean, it doesn't matter if you have three administrators. If none of them are teachers, who's going to teach? And so uh, Mary, being gifted as a teacher, and she helped run the Salvation Army preschool when she was here for many years, they actually have asked her to stay on and use up one of their slots of the administration visa for her because they know... If they keep her, they get a teacher and an administrator. And she'll mostly be teaching, she says. It's not really, it's just how to get around the rules that these guys are making. But we need to keep them in prayer. Because those guys have been touching a whole generation of lives, of youth. And like what Pastor Barnett shared with me earlier, that there's a, there's a stirring where he is in the youth. And that fire is, we're trying to see that fire of the Lord ignited, breathed, into those young ones. And we're seeing it here in Kona. In our very fellowship on Friday nights and Saturday nights, there's a stirring happening in the youth. And it's exciting, guys, because, you know, if we don't pass the torch to the next generation, the gospel dies with us. That's it. I mean, I don't care how good we are at this. We, we have to hand it off to the next generation. So, so we want to fan that flame of the gospel, that put, put, put you know, just like to a furnace, I'd like to, I'd like to turn on like a, you know, strong blower to just make it ignite and just like a smelter come really on fire. Get these kids to know about what Christ has done for them. And that will, and that could spread. So Mary is being used in a unique way with children in another country. And she's, she went on a three-month mission. I just want to make note of this. She went to, was going to go for our, as our representative. She used to be on the worship team here. She was going to go and just share things of the Lord with them and what she could for three months. Do you know how long ago that was? September 30th, which is coming up, right? 29th, 30th was when she left and arrived in, in um, Thailand three years ago. We'll be, she'll be, I'll be there this, just in a couple weeks. will be three years that she has been there on this short-term three-month mission. She has not returned and once she has had to leave the country, go back in, you know, they cross the border to Laos, have lunch, go to the consulate, stamp the, you know, stamp the visa things, go back in and stay for another year. And, and up till now, it's been fairly easy to do. Now she's going to have to leave and they're going to fly her to the Philippines 
and she's got to wait. You have to stay out of the country. They're adding new rules. They're trying to make it difficult for the believer to, to be a light in that community. And if you don't think that that's going on, maybe afterwards you can visit with Brother Barnett. He can tell you what's happening in Kenya, what's happening in other places in the world, that there are believers being persecuted. And we really should keep them in prayer. Now today we're going to get great comfort because we're going to be looking at the Gospel of Mark and we're going to be at the passage. We, we just finished the, the, the part of Mark 14 where Jesus had had the Last Supper with his disciples. And we went into great detail last week. At the end of the Passover meal, they sing the Halal Psalm, Psalm 136. That's typically the, the end of the Passover meal. They stand, they sing this psalm. And we saw how that psalm went into great detail, how God has been faithful from the beginning of creation to his great deliverance to Israel at the, as he brought them out of bondage to Egypt. That, that thing, the very thing what is celebrated at the Passover all the way until, it says, the present, when the Lord supplies how many of our needs? All. He continues to supply all that we need when we look to him. And it's exciting to pass on that truth of the gospel to the next generation, that if they would seek the Lord, how many things will God supply for them? All. Now today, I want to show you something. This I, I contrasted last week that, you know, this history channel, some people keep calling me. I w let me just go on record. Don't bother watching the history channel for your theology, okay? They stink. They do not read the book. They take a lot of, of artistic license in making up the story as they portray it on, you know, it, it's filmmaking. They're just trying to s make some kind of film, but the films especially lately of some of the History Channel specials about Jesus, have been really ignorant of reading what the book says. And if you're a student of this book, the Bible, and you, you know, have read through a few times, and then you watch the movie, you're just going, what? Where did they come up with that rubbish? I mean, that is ridiculous. And they... They, and I mentioned last week, they portrayed Jesus in this last special like he didn't even know what he was doing. Like he was making it up as he went. He had no clue. He was like a, their portrayal of Jesus was this bumbling idiot that just somehow, you know, was just winging it as he went and didn't know and didn't understand the, the things of God or the power of God. Or the, and I'm like, this Somebody is trying to shipwreck other people's faith with this documentary. They need to throw that thing out. Let's go back to the book. The book is way better than the movie. That's all I can tell you. The book has some things that teach us. And we began to study them last week when we saw that Jesus coming into this last, this last few days, what he would spend with his disciples. Literally, we're coming to his last night that he would be with them before he'll be arrested and betrayed before he's arrested he's he's gonna tell his disciples some things now i want to ask you when i read you these things that he's gonna tell them you tell me does jesus seem like he doesn't know what's gonna happen does jesus seem like he doesn't have a clue like he doesn't know what's going on let's read together what happened right after they sang the hallel psalm in mark chapter 14 we saw in verse, um, let me see where we pick up this morning. 
right here on the left side of the page. Verse 26, they sang the, that, that hymn, after singing the hymn, they, they departed and went to what mount? The Mount of Olives. Now Jesus said to them, you will fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep will do what? They'll be scattered. Now Jesus is quoting from the scripture in Zechariah 13 verse 7 that Zechariah the prophet, he wrote, you straight down the shepherd, what happens to the sheep? They get scattered. And Jesus says, I, I tell you, now they're, they're departing for the Mount of Olives. And he says, but, but I, after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, even though all may fall away, yet I will not. Jesus said to him, truly I say to you, that you yourself, this very night, before the cock crows twice, you shall deny that you know me. How many times will he deny? Three times. Three times. But Peter kept insistently saying, even if I have to die with you, Lord, I will not deny you. And I want you to notice the very last line of verse 31. And they, what? All were saying the same thing too. You know, if you want to read this account in the Gospel of Matthew, we studied it, well, some time ago, but when we were in Matthew's Gospel, I don't know if you noticed that right after Peter said, Lord, I'll go with you to death and nothing will keep me from it. And, and it says, and they all said the same thing likewise. They all. Now, Peter is always the one that gets remembered as the one who failed. The great failure, the one who denied he even knew the Lord. That was Peter. But you know what? All of them failed. All of them. Not, not one of them stood up and, and, and held their ground. And as we continue through this passage, I'll be able to bring out some of the, the little subtle nuances from the book, not the movie, that shows that these guys really, they blew it. They didn't know. They didn't have it down. But my question to you is, does Jesus know us even better than we know ourselves? Pay close attention to this because he says to Peter, Peter, I tell you, this night you will deny that you know me. Three times before the cock crows twice. Now, I believe that Peter had in his in the inner part of Peter, the part what is his, in all sincerity, do you, do you think Peter really had that, that thing inside that says, no, man, I'm going to do it. I, in all clear conscience, I believe he really meant that he would go even to death. He, he had that. You know, he wasn't, I don't think he was just grandiosely standing and saying, no, no, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm with you today. No, I think he really was sold out. Sincere, yeah. But even in our greatest sincerity, we find out that Jesus knows us better. He knows our frame better than we know our own frame. He knows us in ways what we don't even know. We, he, and you know, it's interesting because when we read on in this, in this text, we're going to find out that Jesus, he is so, like he does, he's a Peter... 
you're going to deny me three times this very night. Now, in Matthew's gospel, not here in Mark's gospel, where, by the way, where did Mark get all his info, this young man, John Mark? From Peter. Mahalo for joining us. If you'd like more information about us, go to our website, AmazingGraceKona.com and click the link to follow us on Facebook. That's AmazingGraceKona.com. Mahalo and God bless. Thank you.